There's a drive into deep center field, turning around and watching this one sail out of here. Is Delano DeShields and Adam Engel has hit a home run, his second of the season. It's a big one, giving the White Sox a little insurance here in the eighth inning. They now lead 2-0. You know, it's fun playing good good baseball against good teams. Um, like you're saying, the, the Indians, it seems like every time they come into town or we go to Cleveland, you know, we're facing some pretty good arms. It makes it fun. You, you just got to stay disciplined, stay really focused in, in your work, and, you know, it always feels like you're going to be part of a good baseball game. This is White Sox Weekly. It's my guy Adam Engel. He was on the show last week. I root for Adam Engel. Home run last night to give the White Sox a 2 Nothing lead. That was the final last night. Today, it was the Indian 7, the White Sox 1. White Sox Weekly, yours truly, Mark Carmen with you till 7 o'clock. Dr. Jeffrey Copen, MD, Chief Medical Officer at Northwestern Medicine Lake Forest Hospital. One of my favorites uh, that we've had on during this pandemic, and I hope we're going to be friends even after the pandemic. That's the wrong line, Carmen. It's been a rough rough day for me on the phone lines. This is the right line. Dr. Copen, thank you for being on White Sox Weekly. You're making your maiden debut on this particular show, so thank you. Uh, Mark, it's my my pleasure. It's great to be back on the air with you. How are you? I, I'm I'm excellent. I am staying safe here as best I can, Doctor, and I, I have... You know, I've been saying on this radio show, on other radio shows, when I when people call me up and ask me to be on their radio shows, on TV shows, that, and I'm not the only one saying this, by the way, I'm one of a zillion saying it, but that baseball needs a bubble. This is not going to work. The Cardinals situation, the Marlins situation is going to continue to pop up. Am I wrong doctor or am i right that the, the, the using the word need that baseball needs a bubble to get through the season or else they're just basically playing with fire playing rush roulette literally every single day yeah it sure seems like it i mean the nba is doing well in its bubble down in orlando um other than when players go to funerals followed up by going to a strip club that's kind of dumb yeah. no don't do that um the the need to limit the number of people our players and staff come in contact with is really the key thing. And that when we talk about being in a bubble, that's what we're talking about, right, Mark? It's um, limiting the number of individuals that players and staff would come into contact with, and that's really difficult outside of a bubble. I recall that when Major League Baseball and the Players Association were first negotiating the terms of getting back to playing, so many of the players said, we don't want to be in a bubble. We want to be able to go home to our families. We don't want to be several months away from our kids, um, our spouses. I mean, boy, we all understand that. The problem is not being in that bubble increases the likelihood that someone's going to get infected with COVID-19. Yep, and I get that baseball is not basketball, and the basketball season is basically just the playoffs, so it's a little bit easier to do, but... There is an opportunity. I think you could have an East Coast bubble, a West Coast bubble, a Midwest bubble, quote unquote bubble, where, you know, let's just say in Chicago right now, you, you played games at Guaranteed Rate Field, you played games at Wrigley Field, maybe you played some games in Schaumburg, maybe, I, you know, you, you'd figure it out. There's enough fields around here that you could get it done, and you'd be asking the players to basically stay in one hotel uh, and. 
I don't think you would have family around, which for some guys they would opt out, and that would be very understandable. And I'm the way I'm, and this is all obviously not going to happen, Doctor. But what I am thinking, like for the playoffs, if you had, if you quarantined guys, let's let's say we have our 16 teams that make the playoffs, right? And we put them, mm-hmm. all, we put them all in some California or Arizona or Florida bubble where there's enough stadiums around so you're actually getting baseball like summertime baseball and you're not playing in 30 degrees in the middle of November because I'm pushing everything back you took all you took all the teams you did you did the quarantine you did the testing and in theory you didn't let people in they'd have a good chance at it would they not but it would seem so I mean again we can look at the NBA and that that seems to be going pretty well um it, it really would be about the players and staff agreeing that they would limit contact to one another. And for whatever that period of time would be to pull off the playoffs, if that's indeed when they would do it. There's certainly enough ballparks down in the spring training areas in Florida and Arizona to be able to do this, if that's what they would decide to do. You know, Mark, one of the things that we have to be careful about also is – a lot of this would depend on what the community spread is like in those communities. Um, okay. I'm amazed, quite frankly, that the NBA has done so well in Orlando, even though they're in a bubble. They still have to bring in supplies. There's still staff that goes home, um, you know, that does the cleaning and the other things. And considering what Florida has recently gone through, it's quite amazing that um, the NBA has been able to maintain zero COVID positivity. So that's an important thing that they would have to, they'd have to keep in mind as well. So maybe the, you know, the spring training areas, it's not so far away. They could bust the players to various, to various um, ballparks. Maybe that could work for the playoffs. Yeah. And I, I appreciate that you just brought that up because everyone's saying, well, the NBA is having a huge amount of success and the NHL is having a ton of success. And the NHL, by the way, doing it in Canada where it's it's completely different, by the way, the positivity rate than what's going on in Florida. So I think people, myself right now, are saying, well, the NBA figured it out. It's like, well, they figured it out till now. You don't really know what tomorrow is going to bring. Here, let me, let me go back to baseball here, doctor, because I you know they they were talking about the players aren't going to be in the same dugout. They're going to socially distance. They're going to sit in the stands. And when the catcher talks to the pitcher, we're going to have you know six feet between them. That hasn't happened at all. These guys are doing the same level of communication that they've always done. It certainly on mound visits. Do you think that that's a real concern? If these guys are getting texted, that that they shouldn't be doing that, or is that something? Hey, look, if they've both been tested, it's okay that the pitcher and catcher talk to each other normally. Yeah, you know, I'm not that concerned. I think the pitcher and catcher talking together normally. I don't want them touching each other like we see a lot in non-COVID seasons, um, you know, getting into each other's faces. I think they need to have some prudence. But I'm not, I'm not as concerned about that. These guys are getting tested frequently. If they're following the rules, they should, they should be able to be together like that. And remember, the other thing, too, is the, the kind of exposure that we're talking about is in a confined space for at least 15 minutes. So that now, with, particularly with the new rules, with how long the catcher can stay up with the pitcher, it's not like it used to be, right, where they'd have those five-minute discussions so the, the relief pitcher can warm up. We don't have that anymore. 
So I, I'm not that concerned about that. I'm not that concerned about the umpire, the home plate umpire, and the catcher. I think I think we're going to be okay. They're outdoors. Um, they're being tested a lot. And I don't think that's really going to be the issue. The issue remains when guys leave and they go out. Or but we had, I forgot which team it was, Mark, that um, hung out in the hotel bar, you know, one evening. They can't do that. You know, that that's silly. And somebody's going to get infected if, that, if, if they behave that way. So we're really talking a lot here about individual responsibility of the players, the coaches, the staff, following the rules that are really clear right now. We all know what they are. And certainly professional athletes know what they are. So I think it can be done. And then if you add to that the Carmen plan of some type of bubble, either to get through the season or for the playoffs, it really can be done. I love that you just put the Carmen plan in vogue here. I, I, I appreciate that, Dr. Cope. And do, are you, do you have dinner plans? Can you wait two minutes, take a quick time out, come back with you? i got like three more questions. Of course, for you. of course. My, right. my pleasure. All right, Dr. Jeffrey Cope, and let me put him on hold. We'll come on back here in two minutes. Uh, the Chief Medical Officer at Northwestern Medicine Lake Forest Hospital on 720 WGN. Chicago White Sox Charities online auction continues each week. Each auction starts on Monday and ends the following Sunday at 7 p.m. All net proceeds benefit Chicago White Sox Charities. Check out the items up for bid at whitesox.com slash auction. And Sox fans, look forward to celebrating some birthdays, reunions, and more with friends and family safely at the ballpark again soon. Let's talk 2021 group tickets. Call or text Sox tickets to 312-674-1000 or visit whitesox.com today. Let's continue with Dr. Jeffrey Copen. Do you, Doctor, are you confident that fans will be in the ballpark in 2021 or is that 50-50 in your mind right now? Oh, boy. <laughs> Mark, I remember when we first spoke a couple of months ago, and we were talking about will there be fans in the stands in 2020. And it was so depressing to say, I, I remember saying clearly, no way. Um, I, 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 it, I don't want to predict. Let's just put it that way. I don't want to create even more depression than what we have right now. But this novel coronavirus is not going away. I mean, it's here um, you know, we, we see what's in Illinois. I listen to the news on the hour. You know, we, we have had a couple days now with more than 2,000 newly diagnosed cases here in Illinois. Um, some of our positivity rates around the state are getting close to that 8% that the governor is rightfully worried about. So are we going to be done with this by the summer? Or, you know, it's baseball, so April of 2021. I don't know. I don't know, and I'm concerned that we're still going to be having the same conversation about what is safe and what's not safe for all of us. Yeah, yep. Uh, it's it is it's scary, and I, I'm wondering why. Why do you think our positivity rate right now is ticking up, Doctor? Well, we knew it was going to tick up when we opened up, right? Um, you know, there were two reports on the news that, re- that really do go together. Um, they're not separate. One is the positivity rate. And now, nationally, 30% of those people who are positive are under the age of 30. 
So, you know, we've, we've all read and seen what goes on, you know, with bars and people going inside. I mean, this was the problem really in Arizona and Florida and Texas is the weather got much warmer and more humid. The young people who were going out, and boy, I sure don't. I sure don't blame the young people to want to go out and be with their friends and other young people. Where they were outside at bars, they started to go inside these large bars, and that's, that's a bad idea. Because too many people drinking inside a confined space is the perfect environment for the transmission of this virus. So here in Illinois, we've seen a lot of the same, right? We've seen reports in Chicago of um, a lot of people jamming inside together, and that leads to infections. You know, we can't have people can't do that, and we can't have it. Um, but at the same time, I'm so sensitive to the need for people to get out. We can't stay inside until this thing is over. It's just not going to work. So how to get out responsibly, um, how to follow the you know, what should be simple rules for all of us, the masking, the physical distancing, the hand hygiene. I mean, these are really the, the critical, critical things I hope everybody can do. And, Mark, I'll tell you, um, you know, it's now August. You know, we're, we're now past the first week in August, and we live in Chicago, and we know it's going to happen starting the middle of October, right? The weather's going to start to turn bad. It's going to be difficult to be outside. And we have the potential for a long, difficult winter because we all need to be inside and we're not going to be outside like we are right now. So that's I think that's why the positivity rate's gone up. Um, I really, you know, as a physician responsible for caring for the sickest of the sick with this disease, I really, you know, I really hope that people follow the rules and be responsible. We protect one another and that's a very, very important concept as we continue to live through this novel corona time. No doubt about it. And uh, if you're not doing it for yourself, then you know, consider doing it for your parents or my parents or somebody who's older that you care about. Here, I, here's another Carmen Planner, Dr. Jeffrey Copen, with us here on White Sox Weekly, Chief Medical Officer, Northwestern Medicine, Lake Forest Hospital. So... Can we have, in the spirit of the baseball season, and we're not allowed to go into baseball games, but the White Sox have some really big parking lots, Doctor. And so I'm envisioning the WG... I haven't talked to upper management about this. I'll, I'll, I'll get with them soon enough. The WGN Radio... I don't know if they'd want to sponsor this, but let's just say the CARM <laughs> tailgate, where it's it's a socially distant tailgate we're listening to white Sox baseball we're having a little bit of a barbecue we've got like this room for this family could something like that be possible let's all listen to white Sox baseball on the radio and have just a a moment of normalcy as much as we can here in the middle of uh you know the, the the pandemic yeah i think it could be done outdoors um, as long as people are going to be responsible, it absolutely could be done. Physical distancing, people could barbecue. I mean, it could be fun, right? We can listen to Andy on the radio. Um, it would. I, I think people would enjoy that a lot. And I don't see any reason why it couldn't be done as long as the rules were clear and people who came agreed that they would follow the rules. And, you know, we'd probably have to have the WGN. Um, camp counselors just reminding people periodically, you know, don't 
congregate so closely together, that kind of thing. Right. But I, I think it could be done. Our, yes. our socially distant counselors, they walk around, we've got some hand sanitation devices going on here. You know, it, it, it could be a, a moment in time that we all could remember, as I'm just thinking out loud here. All right, uh, here, let's just wrap up on this. For White Sox fans that are listening, uh, Dr. Copen, who are debating in their head, like, is it safe for my kid to go to school this year? That's been a huge conversation for a month and in, in this week and today. Uh, what, what are your thoughts about schools opening up here come you know very soon? Yeah, we get, we have the last minute or so, right, to talk about this incredibly complex um, subject. Well, first of all, people whose kids go to Chicago public schools, they're not going right. in person, right? Um, CPS decided together with the teachers union that there, there's not going to be in-person school in the city of Chicago. I, I will tell you, I'm personally quite saddened about that. I do think it's possible to do it. Um, nothing is 100% safe, but I think we know what needs to be done. Um, we know the Catholic schools plan on opening. Most of the private schools are going to opening, and many of the suburban schools are going to be opening. As long as the kids are kept in smaller groups than what would be usual, up to 15, they're masked, there's proper physical distancing, um, the teachers are instructed in how to keep themselves safe, particularly the older teachers. Um, I think it can be done. Um, and we know it can be done because it's done in other places around the world safely. Um, I think we need to learn from that. I, um, I, I like to emphasize the American Academy of Pediatrics, their statement on this, the importance of kids going to school for education and socialization. We know that many kids depend on going to school for nutrition, um, other health reasons. I mean, we can go on and on about this. So to our listeners who are living in a place where there is an option for the kids to go to school, I think you should feel safe. Make sure you're well acquainted with what the expectation and the rules are. Um, the school districts are putting a lot of effort into seeing to it that this can be done in a safe way. So I believe it can be done. I'm hoping that we'll, we'll be able to point out lots of successful school districts around the country where we can continue to learn how to do this. And then the concern for the school districts, the big urban school districts, school districts in particular, like our very own in Chicago, will learn how to do this in a safe way. Dr. Jeffrey Copen, Chief Medical Officer, Northwestern Medicine, Lake Forest Hospital. Doctor, always great to have you on. Thanks so much for the information. And, uh, yeah, go White Sox and stay safe out there, everybody, all right? Yeah, go White Sox and uh, take care, Mark.